Delighted to be joined in this episode by Peter Brennan, Pa Finn and Humphrey Cronin. I think we were out at a funeral, so we were down in, in Cashman's to the call night, we were around the fire. Yeah. And, but then Con was didn't even naturally enough talk about hurling. I said, lads, I think what you need is to get someone from outside. And a reasonably good Bears team as well, you know, there'd have been a few fellas. It took a couple of years, but there was a nice crowd coming through and good young fellas like Ross Cashman and Jamie. But Vincey and John Murphy, James DC, they were still there. So it was a nice balance. They said, look, I can't go away from this thing. Eh? We were made to sit down on the line, like passing, look, we're not going to go near on the pass it on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sit down and, and watch it, like. Gentlemen, you're all very welcome here uh, this evening. Thank you for coming. Three very esteemed past trainers of Kilbritton GA here. Pa Finn, a bars man who came all the way down from the city to take charge of Kilbritton in 85. Um, I'm not sure what got into your head uh, to make you decide to do that, but we can get into that a little bit later on. Um, in 85, you took our adult junior team to the county junior hurling championship final for a win against Cove, bringing us up a level uh, into intermediate in 86 for the first time. And then Humphrey, one of our own, Humphrey Cronin. Now you're still here in Kilbritton, I believe, kind of on the outskirts, but uh, you're still in Kilbritton, it's good. Uh, who took over in 95. You'd been a player, obviously, here. You'd been a selector, I believe, but you took us to our first intermediate county final win where we won against Ballon Colleague and went up to senior for the first time. And then to Peter Brennan, another local, one of our own, uh, now in Banlahasig, but still a Kilbritton man, um, who joined us in 07, 08, and brought us to the 2010 Intermediate Hurling County Final, which we won against Ballygarvin, bringing us up to Premier Intermediate in 2011 then. So lads, you're all very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, we're just going to chat, I think, uh, and open with probably the first question, which I think should be asked to every coach or trainer that takes on a team why you would do it in the first place, what gets into your head. It's a big job. There's a lot of responsibility in it, I know. Um, but I might start with Pa, if I can, because uh, I believe the locally famous Jimmy Ryan, uh, the secretary at the time, contacted the bars and asked if uh, if he could get you down for a look at our lads. What came over you to think to come down to have a look at them? My well, strange thing about it is that I had no knowledge of this. <clears throat> And just, uh, John McCarthy got me introduced to Kilbritton. And I asked him, the first time I went down there, I had a big dog, a Pyrenean mountain dog. So he brought the dog down with me. And uh, I don't know, but I, I said I'd take the dog for a walk anyway. And, and Jimmy Ryan came out, and all the boys were talking off on the side on the, the side of the beach. And all I, all I heard him saying was, this is your new selector and trainer, Perfin. He's from the Bells, we're not Bells any longer, he's now Kilbritton. That's the introduction I got to it. Had you decided at that stage? No. <laughs> that was my introduction to Kilbritton. So I took the dog up around the back with my wife, Nora, and I said, and Nora said, what's wrong? I said, I have to be fucking walked into things. That Jimmy Ryan I said he's the greatest bollocks if you see the expression. <laughs> I said and he walked me into this. I had no intention of coaching Kilbritton or anything, which was an honor at the time. Mm-hmm. But I said, he just said, This is your new coach, Perpin, from the Bells. And what made you decide to stay on then? What did uh, well, what did you see in, in our house? I got a little laugh out of it. And I got so much enjoyment coaching him and black with him. 
and having a bit of crack. And I said, oh, fuck it. I can't go away from this thing. And that was the first year we went and went the intermediate, was it? Yeah, that's it now, 85. You ended up being yeah, the year yeah. that she like, got to the final. We got to the final, we won the, the final. Mm-hmm. And then we went up, probably, you know, that young team were coming through. That's true, yeah. yeah. They'd gotten to a final <coughs> in 84, um, and, and everyone was expecting you to win that, I think, yeah. weren't you? You were in that, weren't you? Humphrey and Peter. Yeah, we were But in 84, my last year, that, you're right, Humphrey, that was, I think it was seven or eight at the under 21 nice, team, and yeah. that team. And that team, yeah. And I think you came in at a good time, Pat, because that team, they were the they only, only yeah. close to being players. But there were also big men. They were. Like that, Packy. Yeah. Yeah, but they were all they were big, strong men. They were, yeah. Dan they and Jeff and Finn Brown, all those. Well, and when you talk about strong men, you're right there, Peter. You take uh, Jeff, Jeff Connell and Dan and, and Charlie. And Charlie. Charlie yeah. John was there. Jesus, there were all six foot three. Yeah, and Finn Dashee. Finn Dashee was a, was a towering man, great fullback. And gently to his fingertips. And they, I think they'd come off the back of minor wins, under 21 wins yeah. on the wheel. Did you see something in them? I tell you this, what I saw them was very good holders, tough out, just make it easier. You know, the rough of the match, the, the match yeah. that you're going to play in. Yeah. And as you go, we get a pick out a team for that match. Uh-huh. And as you go down and say, there's ah, no way you're not up to it. And then you take another load of him. Yeah. And he might, at the end of the day, he might be the best player in the, in the team. Mm-hmm. But you go around always looking at people and assessing people and, you know, what have they got like? Yeah, yeah. You know, are they brave enough? Are they tough enough? No. But him and him, you couldn't meet any fucking tougher. Yeah. <laughs> positions, but if anyone tried to abuse them, they'd come off wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, these were two tough men. I didn't see enough of Peter in Kilbritton. I saw an half letter just four. Well, Peter was the hurler, like. Peter was a very good hurler. Unfortunately, Peter was nearly gone from Kilburton when I came down. Yeah. And that was the um, the bad part for me. I was losing a very good player. Now in saying that, he just froze his deputy in the then. This fellow was one of the best cornerbacks in intermediate hurling, as you could imagine. And in saying that now, not because he's there, but I'm telling the truth about him. And anyone who knew him free would say exactly the same. Now, you were nearly gone by the time I went down there. So I couldn't say anything about him as a gas killed Britain. What I can say about him is a different story. Now, Kill Britain at the time had a great team. You didn't have to train him, they had a great side. From the full back line, from the goalkeeper all the way up. They were absolutely superb. It just matters to have a good kind of team when you're when you're kind of coming in. You just happen to maybe have good lads. So. Well, if he players banded with, with each other as well, mm. you couldn't ever fit on a team that was fucking cranky and saying, "Oh, you should be getting me place here." Like, never worried about that. Fellow was picked. He put. A, he was on the team. 
in the story. If he wasn't picked, there was never a trip. And that was my, uh, with the bells, we killed Britain. With uh, every team we could. There was never a crew about anyone being on the team or off the team. You know, and I thought that was a great mentality to have yeah. of players. You could never be old friend and say, oh, Jesus, I have to get rid of him now. Because he's going to be crewing all the way through. Never got that. That never came into my mind. And all the teams that I coached. I made a buzz or something. Never, never. But like, um, so we flew through West Cork. That That's year. right, yeah. The, probably the toughest game we got was against Columns, I think, in the semi final. Exactly. The noose is by point. But so we hammered Barrero in the final. It was a quickest score, I'm sure. It was actually, yeah, yeah. But no, you didn't even have to build a team. It was there already. It was there in front of your eyes. Nearly every player could present a position for a backline, half backline, centre field, and opens. And they were all bang on, every one of them. And they were just went down and said, Yes, it's going to be very difficult to train this team. Mm. And Peter and Humphrey, is it harder then? So, like, when you're, when you're deciding to take on a coaching role in a in a village that you're from as well. Is there any bit of difficulty in that or do you have to think a bit harder about that because you know everybody a bit more? You know, is it a harder decision to make when you're from an area? I would like I, I was talking to it as well. Um I think we were out at a funeral and we're on in, in Cashman's and it was a cold night we were on the fire. Yeah. And, but then Con was didn't even naturally enough talk about her name. And that was, that's, but that's moving on now, good for me, yeah, yeah. from 2007, I think, early in the year, around the fire, talking, and I, I said, lads, what you need is to get someone from outside. I said, it's time, you know, and I left it at that. And about two days later, I got a phone call. But, you see, when I left, it, it was probably a big call to me to come back, because when I left, it might have been the... The wisest thing to do at the time, but I was living in Ballinhassig and they had been on me to play there. So, anyway, to cut it long story short, I said, Yeah, I'll do it. And no, it wasn't, it wasn't an instant success. It took a couple of years because the team was kind of changing. Yeah. Dan was coming to the end, he played I think, only one year. It took a couple of years, but there was a nice crowd coming through. It was a mixture. We had the, the best of the older fellas and good young fellas like Ross Cashman and Jamie. And they were coming through that time, but Vincey and John Murphy, you know, James DC, they were still there. So it was a nice balance. And it took a couple of years, but... Because there's different phases <coughs> as well, I suppose, isn't there? There's the kind of the building phase where, yeah, you're not yeah. going to have all yeah. the... Kind, you're not going to get straight to a final oh, with no. everybody. You kind of need to, yeah. to build up on it. And then Humphrey, was it a kind of an easy decision for you to make? Well, no, I, to be honest, like I was very apprehensive about it reason why like was I had played with most of them. I didn't play in 92 or I didn't play with the first team. I was a selector with Pair. I think uh, I the late John O'Connell. John O'Connell. And myself and Pair. Mm-hmm. I remember I'm sure the first championship game we played we were made sit down on the line like Pair said look we're not going to go near on the Pair said you know <laughs> <laughs> sit down and, and watch it like which I found difficult you know yeah. because 
I be the kind of fellow that would have to be on my feet and moving around. Yeah. Would you but all have, have or something? Like the, the, the big problem I would have, you know, the fear maybe that fellows would take me for granted, you know. I mean, you were playing with them this year and next year or in a, f- a few years later, you were telling them to do this and do that, you know, and you'd be kind of wondering, are they going to do it for you, you know? <coughs> but uh, I think in, in my case, I was fierce lucky, like in that I had I had a year with Pat, I think. I had two years with Kieran. Then I got fellas as selectors with me that I was really happy with, you know. Tom Maloney, your own father. Um, Pear. And, and Pear was a, Pear was a, a brilliant, I would say that all the time about Pear, like, as, you know, as a, a student of holding, like, he's very, he's very bright and he's, you know, he sees things that maybe a lot of fellas wouldn't see. Yeah. And that was Pear Brennan, yeah. 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 But, uh, like things fell into place, uh, you know, we were nervous probably going out the first day playing um, Mellow, but on the lead up to it, Jungle uh, <coughs> McCarthy, you know, played with Carl. That's right. He was after going to America, and I knew it, and, and the selectors knew it, but I'd say the players didn't, and we didn't say a bit about it either, you know. But uh, we were starting off like David O'Sullivan, oh, like, was a, was a young fella, and Dennis Healy hadn't committed at all, you know, for the first round. So we, David O'Sullivan started, you know. Fergal O'Malley came on, I think. I'd say Vincey was probably starting off, yeah. Starting off, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether he got around the first day or not. But we were lucky enough, we just about got through it. I think we won by a couple of points. And uh, you see, that time, like, you once you start to play in championship, you got to run at them together, you know. Yeah, it's very different like, nowadays. Uh, if you win your first game, you know, it was a bit of a, a boost for you. And then you ran to the next game. I think we played the Bears over in Kinsale in the, in the second round of it. And a reasonably good Bears team as well. You know, there'd have been a few fellas that would have played. Yeah, yeah Charlie McCarthy and, and a few more on the well, Bears team. That was when we played in the junior That's championship. Right, yeah. But, uh, in, in the 90s yeah I think Billy O'Shea that he plays you Billy know, O'Shea and, yeah uh, four Paul four Paul four few of them like you know I think it was a good blend they were senior hurlers like yeah and so then like in terms of your approach so like at the start of a year given that you all train different kind of generations um, and some you know coming in after maybe like in 85 when you came in Pat They'd gotten to the to the county final the year before in eighty four, I believe, um, but lost there. Do you know you're kind of you're starting from scratch in a way, but the mentality of the players going into that might be different from players who've just won maybe the year before in some other case or something. You know, how do you approach meeting a new band of players when you're starting with them? You know, as a coach. Well, the great thing about it was that there was a great group of players there. Everyone of them could hurl which is the most important thing. Every one of them could hurl. And you went in with no fears, so long as they had a really good sport of and that they went through everything. And Jimmy Ray was the, the chairman that time wasn't he? He was secretary, yeah. He was very good for the team, and he was also very good for me. He brought me down and, you know, said they wouldn't expect anything. He brought up all the young together as well. That's right. And I was with him a few years in the yeah. 16 team. Yeah. And that team, they were coming and they were winning. They were, used they were to winning. winning, yeah. They were used to winning. And they came up, and they, as Peter said, it was like a stepping stone for them. And now they went from juvenile, minor, intermediate, 
I know. And do you think it's important to have that kind of uh, well, mentality, a, like yeah. as Peter was saying, that kind of attitude of winning? Yeah. No, I'm not alone that. But there's a great friendship there. You know, every one of them knew each other. And they kind of, as one said, they laid down their lives for them. You know, the fellow next, the other on the left-hand side, you knew him, you knew he was good, see? You knew he could play. And that was that way. Peter the same. He had the ability to be very good. But then he left and he went over to the club. <laughs> <laughs> He still considers himself a written man, though. Well, I, would, okay. I would consider we'll, him a written we'll man anyway. We, we took him back after that, yeah, anyway. Exactly. That's what's worth No, but there's, there's a lovely blend there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, it was a pity that Peter left, maybe, but yeah. he probably gained a, a fair amount from doing so as well because he he won two or three or more Saudis championships, didn't you, with Ben Hassig? And, yeah. and you, you know, to learn <coughs> from. Nearly a different style of hurling again. Yeah, it was different. But well, the one thing I was going to say earlier that when I got involved with Benasig and John Moyer came in coaching another Bell man. That's right. And I, I was manager team, but I was watching the coaching and what you picked up. Yeah. And I remember the very first game we played, the one of the lads was going through for a goal and he should have passed it. Yeah. He had a man inside free and into the goal, his hand, like, you know. And Moyer said, Who's that for that? Take him off. Ten minutes gone in the game, take him off. You know, so I said, you know, you have to be a bit ruthless. Yeah. You know, and the first night I came out to Gilbert, and we, we notified about forty players for a players meeting, and they came out in the end. I'm out good for time, and there was about ten or twelve turned up, and I was like a dog over it. Didn't know. Did we out to the ten or twelve turned up? No, no. But I just said, get the message out. There no more meetings. We're starting training and the first of every whatever it is at half past seven and I remember the first night it was only running up in the small field at half past seven we started and those fellas come in at quarter zero but they weren't time the next night you know <laughs> exactly because just you know they had gotten maybe bad habits because does, well there's typical GA time like you know if you tell tell if it'll be there for three o'clock he'll arrive at quarter with the twenty best <laughs> normal enough but I said, you know, you have to lay down the law. Yeah. And there was a few, there was a few fellas transferred from the club, probably because of me as well, because the kind of tough love kind of approach. Well, yeah. They weren't, they weren't training, so I wasn't playing them. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know, so you, you know, it's if, it's, do it. if, if he wants to do it, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you can't be promising my own man. We have to, uh, <coughs> as a coach and a trainer, we have to leave our mark from the very first <coughs> yeah. day. Is it a thing about getting respect? Well, it, the way I found it, I always had respect from players. You know? And if you've respected them, they respect you. And as you build up a team, the more benefits you get from it. And like the kid, uh, the kid Britain team at Asin, who came from Junior Rock, <coughs> they were absolutely super. Unfortunately, you all gone at that stage. You're going to... He'd gone to Banahasic at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. And you last out to a certain extent, eh? <laughs> Humphrey thinks he gained. <laughs> you uh, might no, have gained no. in your coaching for later when you get back. No, he... Well, well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. that's yeah. Again, one, last out in county medals, like... You did, you know? yeah. You did. And, and she had been a game to 87. When Gilbert and Banahasic were drawn against each other in the first round. That was it. <laughs> you had to pick your yeah. colours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And actually, because, oh, sorry, go on. I was asked, I was told that I didn't Chopin, Tom playing, and written Hello, but I said, he said, you don't have to play today, he said. And so he said, it's only game holding after all, you know, so we played anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure who won that one. But <coughs> <Nassie> won it. <laughs> so you no, weren't seen so in Cumberton then for you? No, so like, they wanted to pop right across this time. Yeah. But they did just like everything else, they put it So like, they were, they came out and they asked me to train them after. Exactly, so. yeah, and that's it. Yeah. If people have respect for you, no matter what you do, if they ask you back, then you go back. Mm. And that would gain more respect. Would you consider it almost like an honour when people ask you back? Can of you course, yeah. No. They've obviously you're there with a team. And like if you went left that team and then you're asked back again, mate, that was something that you know, it was a good old feel for you. And then the time comes when nobody asks you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so and Humphrey like that, you know, you know, what kind of when you would have met a team, I know at the intermediates at that stage they'd had three finals in six years that they had lost coming into ninety five. So I know the appetite was probably certainly there. But at the same time, do you go in with, you know, uh, hard kind of tough love as well? Kind of thing? <coughs> well, like I suppose I was very close to it. The fact that I was with Kieran mm-hmm. for a couple of years. So <coughs> I, I honestly thought like we should have won in 93. And, and probably it wasn't so much the team. I think I think we slipped up a bit too. Like we, we stuck to... 15 or 16 fellas, I would nearly say 15 all through the year. Yeah. And the day came like when we needed, when we needed to make a few changes. Yeah. And the fact that fellas weren't getting games, they were hardly there to come on, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. asked a bit of interest too as well, hopefully. Yeah, like, I they mean, know. there was two fellas that, that didn't, uh, oh yes, they were, they were, they were there in, in 93, but Mick Cadigan and, uh, yeah. and Tommy Sheehan, like, yeah. Bought an one there in in ninety five and it was a pity because you know they could have contributed mm-hmm. and they could have they could have won their their intermediate medal you know but I think it was a bit of you know they weren't getting games maybe in ninety three and you know fellas I suppose fellas you know they were <coughs> maybe coming to, towards the end of it and they said look if I'm not going to be getting a game sure I have no business you know a bit of that like. Is there a little bit of responsibility on you guys to to keep guys interested, to kind of just spread it around? There is a course. Like, and I suppose you realise too, you know, when your time is done, your time is done. You know, I mean, you'll get a few years out of it. But, you know, fellas will get used to you and, you know, they'll know your farm and this kind of thing. And, I mean, it's probably time to be going in, like, when that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. You kind of need to have their attention. Well, you do, yeah. You know, I suppose... Uh, I mean, it's something you can do year after year after year, you know. Change is a good thing, like, and, and, and sure, I mean, if you look at Kilbritton, you could do, I suppose, was there a half a dozen different fellas from the time John O'Regan came in 84, Pear. Mm-hmm. Um, Up to yourself, yeah. And Mick Malone. But players get tired of the same voice. Well, yeah, they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, want yeah, to change it, it, it is, and, if, and if you don't win something, it's it harder again. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. Win something, it, you know, they'll keep going to next year again. Yeah. They said, you know, I had one great benefit. Uh-huh. I had a Pernian morning job. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole fucking lot of them were all afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not of me. Yeah. But uh, I was bringing them down to the old training sessions. Eh? 
نايل واي ابروم دي تي ميتر والنور والبوب تدعم ابروم دي ابتيس عندهم رالتين كل شيء زلات باستر ويش بروك تي ريس سمول بس Is there almost something like in terms of like maybe disciplining a player? Like if someone doesn't maybe give you the respect or like that Peter doesn't show up early or on time even, you know, or just um, isn't maybe uh, given the same amount of commitment as another player. Do you need to or is your approach different? Maybe all of you, do you kind of just quietly go and have a word with someone? Do you almost have them running laps around the other lads? Like how do you, you all probably have different approaches. How would you deal with somebody who maybe isn't showing you the kind of respect that you, you need almost in order to keep the respect of everyone else? We see every, every player is different. Mm-hmm. There's some players, you, you need to put a hand in their back and around their neck and, you yeah. know, have a quiet word with them. There's other players, you can, you can lay down the law, mm-hmm. you know, because some some players are very confident in themselves, you know, and they'll, they'll come out, they'll think they're... Our cocks in orders, exactly. you know, because a good fellow might be very quiet, mm. and you need you need to quiet orders. I mean, encourage him, praise him, especially. So know. it's more about it's more player or based, should, like, especially now. Like, it's, it, I don't think <laughs> it's almost impossible. To, I think at the moment, in my own view, to, mm. because it's there's so much involved in coaching and training and managing a team. Whereas before, fellas, especially in in places like Everton. Well, that's the same, but not just in football. They all want to play Ireland, you know. And because you, you know, the fellas, the fellas that want to play, you have no problem with because they'll keep turning up. Yeah, right. But is the you will always get one or two fellas that disrupt those. They will, yeah. And you'll want them and your team because they're good hurlers. Oh, they, you know? they could be excellent hurlers, like. But yeah. if they, if you, t- if you think they tend to disrupt the team, yeah. You're better off for it. Did you think? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they, they're better off getting rid of him. Getting him on. You guys like what you need in a, in a team. And I always maintain that. Is 24, 25 people gelling together. You know, as one. So is it better to have like that maybe a team of generally good players yeah. um, who all have the same respect for you and that kind of thing? over having a team that is generally good but there's a couple of star players but they just don't have the right attitude well they, they, they don't even have to be star players mm-hmm. you know sometimes you get a fella who really makes the team and suddenly he thinks he's a fucking he's the greatest thing since Christy Ring you know and they disrupt the team yeah. you know if they're single they get those that over and say yeah, we cut this out yeah. you know you could have talked yeah. to the player before and they well, I just feel lucky that Owen Sexton was there because he was popular with everyone. He wasn't the best hurler, but he was always in the team. You know, he was on yeah. the team most of them because he was giving 100%. And he, he was great with young players, great to encourage him. I, I, I always remember the semi-final against Kilworth. He got a yeah. point. That he was out in the, the far sideline, the open standing park he gave, right out in the sideline. And he took a shot, and I said, "The name of God." His last should have been taking a shot at all, and didn't go over the bar, the winning point. Yeah. And, and I kept telling him, "Don't worry about scoring. Just break the ball, pass it to someone." And he said to me after the game, "He said, if you let me score, he said I get more scores than every game." And he said, "Don't be scoring. Don't be shooting." Mm-hmm. And he got a point from the cock scene. I wouldn't get, you know, yeah. and I went over. With some players, yeah. 
you need to put your arms around them and let them feel confident that you have confidence in them. Other players didn't be criminal at them for six years and it wouldn't matter to them. They'd never taken it into Hartley, you know. And that was the great thing about players like in my time. Even with senior and I went out to junior. They never got hurt or insulted by your behaviour. You know? And you tried to do it was a nasty way. You tried to do the best you can for the team, hoping that the team would win all their matches. Mm. You're not going to lose matches. But I must say I had great respect from everyone in Kilbritton. And any team I ever coached the bells the same. Mm-hmm. You know? And they, if you get that respect, then you put more into it. Mm. No, it's very hard to deal with it. Would, would you agree with Pablo that are you would you say anything different? You're kind of all on the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we're all players are different. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, just, different it's a player, yeah. So then bringing in uh, like new players then, how do you balance, you know, like let's say Pa again maybe. Like in 85 then, as the lads were saying, you had a string of lads coming up from underage. They'd one minor, they'd one under 21. You'd pack in all the O'Neills even. I think John and Dennis were there as well. Jimmy O'Sullivan, Finn Marshihi. John Feely, Humphrey, yourself, um, Charlie, and all the O'Connells, Dan, John, um, and Jeffy too, Tomas and I know you mentioned him there earlier, uh, Humphrey. Um, like, there was a whole load of players. I can keep going. Tommy and Pabren and John Regan. They're all coming off the back of a string of underage victories when they joined. Um, but you're managing integrating them kind of into, you know, being kind of purely adult kind of team now with all the other older guys and everything else. Um, how do you prepare kind of young new players joining a team? How do you manage their expectations? You know, I'm sure they come in with a lot of enthusiasm and glee, but maybe then don't play the first four matches and are probably sitting there going, why aren't I on? You know, that kind of way. No, no, I, I, I find that like, if you treat players with respect, no matter how good or how bad they are, you get returns. That player will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Now, in Kilbritton at the time, there was a very good team. And they just needed a small bit of nurturing. And I give you, you know, no matter what I done, I couldn't win any matches. Was it the players going on? Mm-hmm. And there was a, a, a build up of the spirit, of team spirit, in that couple of years that I was there. It was unbelievable. You know, everyone was very like brothers. Unfortunately, we lost him. He turned the traitor even to eat another show. <laughs> this is going to be the theme of the night, poor yeah, Pe- yeah, or yeah. Peter. You're stuck out there in Van Well, yeah. no, if Peter was there, yeah, yeah. Peter would have been. So I might make up my place at that. <laughs> <You would. laughs> With all these other new players. No, but like right. Peter would have been a good since the team that was came up. Yeah. You know, he had goods, he had holding ability, he had everything that you want from a player. Mm. Do they like require, require though, like the young kind of players, do they require a bit more time when they're coming in or do you kind of almost want them to think they're not going to get special treatment or anything? Like like how would you have dealt with new players, Humphrey? Yeah, well, like, you know, just going back to those lads, like mm. there was a there was eight or nine of them came together, I'd say, yeah. and they had played on bridge all the way up. They knew each other inside out. It was more the older fellas trying to... Have you been the... the the old fella down like that yeah. because Barry or Sullivan and Kieran and um, there was a whole lot of them fellas like kind of 
gave up at, or well didn't play from the first team after 84 that's right Liam Ryan Liam Ryan up. yeah um, there was more too if we could think of him yeah yeah, yeah. Pa was a bit ahead of him as well yeah, they, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. that group like yeah. but you know they were the first group they were the the benefits of underage you know yeah. I always defend myself in this way like I had no real underage hurling like Peter had loads of it. You mean yourself as in like as a player? Yeah, I was just that year or two, you know, he had under 14. Yeah, we started. The only thing I played was under 16, I'd say. Yeah. And then you had to kind of... Was it that it wasn't around when you were doing it? Or yeah, there was... Yeah. Organize it, sir. No, it's not. Touch him out to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or the 14 didn't see he was on it. Didn't see the 14 team. All that team, like... In fairness to Jimmy Ryan. Yeah. He was a mate as a kid at that time. In fairness to him. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, you have to hand it to them. The, yeah. they were the, they, that's what came from the underage structure that was there, like. Yeah. He was a great character. Yeah. And he was a great person to look after players. And they respected him and all of I thought he was a great bit of stuff. Not because he asked me down. But he, he, he just taught the Britain as his team. But they were all good players, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they did like so they play senior after them and they, they yeah, had another one. Yeah. And that step up from junior to senior for most of them. And, right? and, and, and like he'd go over to meetings and he'd be sussing out football clubs if there was any fellow wanted to play hurling. Yeah. I mean that's all Michael <laughs> Kennigan. Kind of thing. That's how Michael Kennigan came to Kill Britain. Pat Mulhall, I think. Yeah. You know, so I mean Jimmy was always working. I must say, Cadigan was a great benefit to Good Britain. Mm-hmm. He was a fabulous centre back. Yeah. You know? Mm. Great hand. And great hand. Great like, guts. He had everything. But it, if you look at one, like you were all inside and goal, and Fender in front of them. Yeah. yeah. And then at the other end of the field, you had Dan and Jeff. Yeah. And you like John Eels and Tom, all of them yeah. out on the middle of the field. Michal as well. Michal. Would hold on every line. Like all, every line. Yeah. You had a full-back line of John, R- John Regan. Fender. Fender. And your man. And they don't even pass them, honestly. You know, there were three great full-backs. Yeah, yeah. And outside them, then you had a great half-back line. You had little Wizzy, Peggy. You had me Cadigan. And Michal over there. And Michal. Yeah. yeah. That was a great half-back thing. So you were blessed coming, going down to a club and then the six players were absolutely superb. As a core? As a, as a matter of fact, they were so good for Junior. You know? And as a coach, you're going in there looking at him and saying, oh, Jesus, this is a great club. It would have been interesting if, the, if he had won the, the first, the 89 final. No, but I'll tell you the one we should have won was the 88 one. Well, the, uh, sorry, the 88 one and, first. And it would have been a great one to win because we were without Michal and Jeff, they yeah. were both in America. But I'm saying, like, it would have been a great, great, when you got seen, I was a younger team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, you were true. seven years waiting. Yeah. You know, yeah. you were seven years old and played for an obscener. Yeah. I honestly... Like, you up at eight, yeah. in 89, sort of senior. Yeah, I honestly you know, we, should have, we should have won that one. Yeah, and we well, should, that was the one. We should have won 93, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, yeah, it definitely should have been one. Yeah, but like you, you would have been, you would have been in the top six in, in senior. You'd have been top six in the county. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, no, he's had a bit he of won 88, like they were in 95, there was a lot of metal lot played. Yeah, yeah. You know? Now, as it happens, Pa, I heard that uh, when you won in 85 outside of Cashman's, you told someone uh, that um, this team, this team can win intermediate and it can go on to senior. Yeah. And that was in 85. Yeah. And then that core same backbone of that mm. team, those young lads now coming up, were the ones that got us yeah. or that were the, senior, the main yeah. part yeah, of that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. talent was there when they were nearly juvenile. Mm. The talent was always there because if you could see, good holders coming through. No matter what it is, if they were good holders, you could see them making the grade. Yeah, like remember the gym when they were under 16 and they played Sars in Owens and Teddy Mac was playing all that time. Yeah. And they, they should have won that game, but they didn't. But... You know, they were at that age, even but didn't you could see it was there, yeah. And then, in terms of like Humphrey, maybe like how do you manage egos after wins or even like discouraged hearts then after losses? Like, what do you say to what do you say to players to kind of keep them, well, keep them going? I don't know, that's what's the advantage I had, like, and you probably had it as well. Pairs, that's if things went wrong, you all gone out of town, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just you know, it was harder on the fella that was that was living in yeah. the parish. You know, you took uh, a but uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, sure. Like there were great times, and 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 hurling was everything, and winning was everything. Like you know, that was something that used to deny me. Like fellas, there were fellas around Kim Britain there. Like you know, if, I don't know what you call them, critics or what, but they wanted to win their big game. You know. Yeah. It might be only, you know, league game and, you know, you would be happy enough. You they know, think you were never beaten. Yeah. But uh, they, they just put pressure on fellas a bit, I suppose. You know, the fact that they wanted, wanted you winning all the time. like but, Kind uh, of backseat driver coach. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I suppose a group of players, they go through a lot together and, they, and they, I suppose they met you over time. You know, they, they're able to cope with the loss and... You know, they come they come back stronger for it, I suppose. You know, there's a good bit of that about it as well. Yeah, yeah. The players, are, they're smart enough too. They, they know, they'll have a good idea mm-hmm. who's going to win the first 15 or 18, 19, yeah. 20. Yeah. And another he loves playing, he'll come along training. He might never get his starting game or he might even get, he might only get five minutes or ten minutes in a league game. Yeah. But he's quite happy to come along because he enjoys yeah. The company, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think Peter nailed the idea. You were talking about critics, Humphrey, it's in 2010, up here on Dennis Healy's field, playing Milford in the league game, first game of the year, right, cold, windy, wind blowing across the field. Yeah. And of course, no, I was, I was never shy about, I'd often, I'd often go down to Cashman's for a drink, players and all players, yeah. but there was a few of the, the experts around the fire. And I could overhear that the pick of the two teams wouldn't win a county. Yeah, yeah. And it was grand. They were all great selectors. At the end of the year, yeah. we did win it. Yeah. To, to, to nearly, the fellas came up shaking hands and making up, which was, you know. But, but you, you, need, you need a bit of luck along the way. Yeah, create you know, a satisfaction with that piece. Yeah. Yeah. When you know they're shaking your hand, now with goodwill, with fucking envy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the great thing about it. And then, uh, like, speaking of, like, getting to the finals in those big moments, how do you train a lad to deal with pressure? Or does it have to be kind of innate inside him? Because as you mentioned, Peter, you'd like, Owen Sexton now took a chance with that puck in the semi-final against Kilworth. Um, that point got us through to the final in 2010. 
you know, Ross Cashman was great for stepping up as well that year too. Um, Humphrey, Dan O'Connell, I believe, stepped up to take a three from 60 yards in that quarterfinal. Um, you did like Dennis Healy pa um, made a mighty puck from a free some like 75 yeah, yards out yeah. um, in the cold final in 85 is is dealing with like a pressure situation like that does do you need people who have it like innately inside in them or is it something that you can train yeah train but I suppose you know like I suppose some fellas can cope with pressure better than others you know like you, you, you talk about Dan there and that that free that he took to win the game against Delaney's, I think. Um, like, I mean, Dan he had great hurling, but he had huge experience as well. You know, he had played, he had played minor and under twenty one with Cork, and he played. I think he played with the seniors for a for the. And he had the Carberry, the Carberry yeah, yeah, seniors, yeah. And and like that, that was probably a huge thing in ninety five. You know, we had we we had half a dozen fellas like with, with senior county medals. You know, and they knew exactly what winning was about and what what you had to do to achieve it. You know, so it certainly it certainly helped us. Like you know, and to have fellas like that out in the pitch when things weren't going right for you, like was 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 great. And you know, like Jeremy, you know, and these lads were young that time, like but. If you had Michal Holland or Dan O'Connell or Jeff or any of them, you know, catching them by the arm and, and, and you know, saying you're, you're doing brilliant or, mm. you know, encouragement, like, you know, should to lift the young fella sky high, really, like, you know, I suppose Kilbritton's pat over the years, you know, we, 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 we see plenty uh, uh, downtime. So, you know, the I mean, that, that big day was always there. That was the, that was the, the thing that was drawing them, they wanted to achieve it, you know, while they were playing. And I mean, eventually they did like, and they did it again for Peter, they did it for Pa first. So. Do you think that, uh, like, that kind of brings me even on to Carberry? Carberry in West Cork was a great platform for any player from a club that wasn't playing senior to get experience against other senior herders around the place. In competitive matches I against other like big way. clubs mm-hmm. as well. Well, you might be able to cook because you've, you've coached with senior lads and stuff as well. Um, like it's just is there a benefit? Like it, it sounds like there was something you were saying there to that these lads had the experience of playing because Carberry was a senior club at a senior level, and then you know they're all coming back then with that experience and bringing that into the the players that are in that current team. That has to be of a benefit to, to players. Well, it's a huge benefit yeah. because they were out they were out playing the best the best hurlers in the county. They were playing Middleton, who had five or six Cork seniors. They were playing the Bowers. They were playing Sowers. You were playing against the best, so they had to up your game. And it's the amount of experience gained from that for the lads. It was it was massive. That's true. You know, mm. like you know, it made life easy for them when they came back to Britain because. The other fellas up their game with him. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was a huge benefit playing with Carberry. Do you think then, though, given the last couple of years, Carberry's almost kind of gone quiet, you know, a little yeah. in, in comparison to what it used to be like, is that a loss? I, I think it's a big loss. Like, I, I can remember going to those Carberry games. There used to be huge, huge crowds at them. Yeah, that's right. You know, different all around the county, really. You know, and it, it, it worked very well. Like in, in Kilbritton, in the, in, the, in the West Cork clubs, 
they're training on Monday night like and, and you'd have the players then the club would have them Tuesday and Thursday or Wednesday and Friday whatever you know yeah. but like they did yeah. it diligently they, 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 they might have a game of a Monday night with Carberry but they'd still be they'd still be done for training with the club on the Tuesday evening you know but when you were playing with Carberry you you you, you, measure, you gauge yourself against what you're up against yeah yeah you know back in my day with Carberry you had no preparation, but you know we played Black Rock and it's it. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I'm like it half scarf team, like. Yeah. And we were out there knocking a curtain or catching someone. Yeah. You know? And Jesus, if we didn't try, you'd be showing up fairly quick. Well we got good beatings like, but but you still say to the bit of it yeah. playing with Gary and to the bit of the Gary it's, and a lot of other divisions as well, like oh, yeah. they're not putting in a decent effort. But playing against teams like Blackrock, the Bears, and the Glen is a benefit yeah. to all the junior clubs who play yeah. on a divisional team. The benefit is unbelievable because you're up against the best. And is there a difference as well? Those teams that you mentioned now, they're all like city teams. Is yeah. there something? Obviously, there's a greater pool of players that they can pull from. So maybe the trainers and sectors can be a bit more ruthless and really just have like the best players of a <coughs> of a area. But is there differences? Did you notice differences between city well, clubs did, and country? The big difference was the city colleges, the Northmans, the Fallon fellows, and all those. They played with the team that was nearest them, which was the Glen or Pearshig or something like that. And they got great benefit from other people, other players that they were playing with. And then other players got great benefit from them because they were winning trophies with the college. So was the standard, was it a bit more professional almost? It was very professional. I would think so anyway. And like the standard was all we were playing. Because they were playing college games, most of the championship colleges. And sometimes other elements. And the benefit that they got from that and the winning matches gave them great confidence. You know? And you got a lot of players from those from those colleges. So do you think if they don't at least maybe back in the day when they were a bit more um uh important, let's say the divisional teams, do you think without them there wouldn't have been as many kind of country kind of clubs, you know, coming up a level and off the back of that, like Newcastle went up senior and stuff. Maybe is that yeah. due to a build up of years of having some senior practice is, with it's Carver? It's a great build up for them, like them. If they play with the divisions, then they're playing senior, like, you know, and they step from junior to senior. And they're meeting that kind of level. And they're that meeting that kind of people. Pizza, you won an All Ireland medal with Hamilton, didn't you? I was football. Like there was Dennis Ryan won. Hearty Midlands, Jolly O'Sullivan. I mean, it, it's kind of every club probably had a player or two, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I agree with Humphrey. The club benefited <coughs> big time, didn't it? Big time, yeah, because they did. You know, you were a very good player coming away from it. For a, for a squad at all, I suppose you need kind of good leaders too, good captains. Is there anything that you would have looked for in a captain? I think in 85 it was Mick Hayes and in 95 you had Dan uh, O'Connell and Peter, I think you had Alan Hayes in 2010. Was there certain attributes that you need to be able to kind of uh, lead a team in that position? Well, you know, I think to the people themselves that if they get the honour of captaining a team, they put their heart and soul into it. Yeah. 
you know. Uh, I don't think there's any benefit in their holding sense. I think that's what they have up here. You know, that they have the knowledge and the whereabouts of going through and saying, I can do this. Mm. You know? That's my opinion, then, really. Mm. Yeah, because, well, it's generally to the position of honour to the, yeah. and for rotating, like, you yeah. usually change every year. Yeah. You know, whereas it might be different now, you might have it for two, two or three years yeah. with the same captain, but before it, uh, you nearly asked, you'd be asking, just was he captain? Was there something, though, in those, let's say, those years where you would have won the finals, did they did they bring something different? Did you notice that there was a different vibe in the team or anything through those particular captains? Well, you had a, like, I always believe in one thing, the captain as a leader. And what he displayed on the field rotated the rest of the players. Like we had a great captain, Dennis Robbins, in the barrels. And they, what he'd done for the, the, the people around him was unbelievable. You know? Like Jimmy Valley, you know, wouldn't have the half the knowledge, the, not the knowledge, he wouldn't have half the. He'd be quiet. He'd be very, very quiet. Yeah. Whereas Dennis Bond like, would have a very good cut. And so would Grady. Do you need someone who can kind of speak to a team then? Do you, are you looking for someone who's almost a bit of a bit of vitality okay. is what you want. You know, if I can stand up there like she comes in to give a speech and no one to shut up and sit down. And that's what you call the best for that. Well, in my time, it, was, it kind of rotated. Well, you'd have to make sure that you was going to be in the starting 15. Exactly. The people that was waiting there, like, that to yeah. be very short that way, you know. Right, like, you know, if he does it, if, he, if it's hurling, if he's hurling well, yeah. he doesn't have to be showing the fellas, you know. He does like, not. Again, by example, with his hurling, because mm-hmm. every girl is different again. Like, yeah. Yeah. Coming up in part two. I remember Dominic Cashman saying to me, the more I spoke to them about not drinking, the more they drank. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you put your hand against the scissor, it was likely your hand will be taken off. You pass with the hurling. It's the safest way. Yeah, we didn't break our leg again now. Francie Ballas came up to Cashman's and they came for the 100 pounds yeah. that time up in the yeah. counter. It would have been huge, like for Kilbritton, you know, a small rural club taking on the East Cup division, you know. Yeah.